The International Olympic Committee gets ready to make some major changes. Welcome to the latest Around the Rings podcast. I'm Nicole Bennett. The 100-plus members of the IOC are heading to the Principality of Monaco, where they'll meet in an extraordinary session to consider wide-ranging recommendations for change. It's all a part of Olympic Agenda 2020, the program for reform launched a year ago soon after the election of Thomas Bach as the new IOC president. From the way cities bid for the Olympic Games to the way the Olympic Games are organized and to the way the IOC is organized, 40 recommendations have been drafted for approval at this IOC session. The Around the Rings team is assembling in Monaco as well to cover the event. ATR editor Ed Hula is here now to set the scene for the next five days of coverage from the Riviera. So Ed, why did the IOC choose Monaco for this meeting? Well, I think they needed the quick support of a government to uh, help them stage this IOC session. It was uh, called less than a year ago, and it's a big meeting. And uh, Monaco happens to be ruled by an IOC member, Prince Albert. And he's been actively involved as well in Olympic Agenda 2020. It's a place where the IOC has met before. Uh, They've had an IOC session there in 1927. Uh, 1993 is the last IOC session held in Monaco. And that's where Sydney was elected the host of the 2000 Olympic Games. The IAAF is headquartered there, so there's a good connection between sport, but I think it was the ease with which the IOC was able to get the approval and support of the government needed to have a, an IOC session uh, someplace on quick notice. And why have an extraordinary IOC session right now? Well, it's uh, 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 this process of Olympic Agenda 2020 began more than a year ago, right after Thomas Bach was elected president. And it was his idea to come up with a, a, a long list of changes, reforms, things the IOC needed to do differently. And in order to bring them into effect, he's got to have the, the vote, the support of uh, the IOC session. These are changes requiring votes by the IOC members. He didn't have enough time in Sochi for the session that was held in in February, just prior to the Winter Olympics. There was extensive debate and discussion at that IOC session, but but no concrete proposals were ready at that point. Thomas Bach has eight years in his mandate, seven years now with a year already gone. And if he is eager for change, if he wants to see things done differently with the IOC, he needs to take advantage of time. And that's why he called this extraordinary session this year, uh, not on the schedule a couple of years ago, only put on the schedule uh, less than a year ago. And uh, he's going to hopefully, he hopes, get the approval of the IOC to these uh, proposals at this uh, extraordinary session. Can you give us a rundown of the schedule? Well, tomorrow, the uh, Friday, the IOC executive board begins two days of meetings ahead of this. Uh, They will review the procedures to be followed for adoption of these 40 recommendations, as well as some other housekeeping, other business involving, well, preparations for the Rio Olympics, for Tokyo 2020, for the 2018 Winter Games in in Pyeongchang. So uh, that will be taking place over the next couple of days. IOC President Thomas Bach will give a press conference at the end of the executive board meeting on Saturday the 6th. On Sunday the 7th is an off day for everybody to gather in Monaco. There will be a a bit of pomp and circumstance Sunday evening in Monaco. 
when the opening ceremony for the IOC session is held, and then the work will begin in earnest Monday and Tuesday, the uh, 8th and the 9th of December, for the actual IOC session, which will take place at the Forum Grimaldi in, in Monte Carlo. And how will the Olympic agenda recommendations be handled? Well, that's one of the questions that we have going into this meeting because there are 40 recommendations covering the whole breadth of business that the IOC conducts from bidding the Olympic for the Olympic Games to staging the Games to questions about anti-discrimination and marketing and Olympic education and culture whether they're going to be handled one by one or handled in an entire group and asked for approval, that all remains to be seen. Whether there will be debate and discussion on each of the 40 uh, recommendations is, a, is, is another question because it could be very uh, lengthy and, and tedious. So we're waiting for word, some direction from the IOC Executive Board Friday and Saturday as to how that will happen. And as we've said, there are 40 recommendations, and I just wanted to, to take the opportunity to ask you, did any recommendation or multiple recommendations stand out to you? Well, certainly the, the recommendations involving bidding for the Olympic Games um, are, are, are major. There's more time, more recommendations involving that aspect of IOC business than anything else. Um, the, the addition of uh, a pro- prohibition against discrimination on sexual gender, so, or rather sexual preference, will be uh, another point that people will pay a lot of attention to because there's been um, some concern that the city's bidding for the 2022 Winter Olympics might have a tough time subscribing to that particular uh, code of the uh, IOC charter. So the, those stand out. The, the change in the way the Olympic program is constructed to make it more event-based than sport-based is seen as a way to allow sports not on the program to come in and out of the Olympics and to provide a bit more flexibility and adaptability of the Olympic program. So those are, those are some of the key points out of the 40 that we're going to be dealing with. And all that being said, can we expect controversy or debate? Well, could be involving some of these bidding recommendations, possibly involving the anti-discrimination clause, because there are some very conservative members of the International Olympic Committee who may, might oppose something like that. We're expecting perhaps some discussion about raising the retirement age, the IOC Recommendations call for no change in the 70-year retirement age, although a bit of flexibility to uh, extend that term for an additional four years for just a limited number of individuals. But none of these, as we've gone through the process over the past year of discussion, debate, uh, working groups, there's been no particular controversy raised, it seems, by any of these points. And how important is this session for Thomas Bach? Well, it really will allow him to put his mark on the IOC for the next seven years of his, of his mandate as IOC president. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, he's, he, he was elected a year ago. He's got seven years left on his term. This is the, the time to 
take advantage of the energy and enthusiasm that comes along with being a new president of the IOC. So this will set the framework for what he has to do over the next seven years of his mandate. These recommendations adopted by the IOC at this IOC session will still need implementation by the IOC Executive Board. Decisions will have to be made on how to carry out these reforms. What's the top priority? What is first? What's second? You know, there are 40 recommendations. You can't do them all at once. And it will, Olympic agenda will clearly set the agenda, if you will, for the next year or two of Thomas Bach's uh, presidency. So aside from Agenda 2020, what other business will come before the IOC session? Well, we'll have reports from the upcoming uh, Olympic Games, I believe. And uh, one interesting bit of business that happens on the final day of the IOC session on the, on the 9th will be election of a host city for the 2017 IOC session. This is, uh, you know, every other year the IOC has to select a, a city the, automatically the city hosting an Olympic Games will hold the IOC session, but in the year that follow, precedes or follows rather, the IOC has to select a, a city. In this case, Lima, Peru and Helsinki, Finland are contesting for that 2017 IOC session. That's an interesting one because that's where the city to host the 2024 Summer Olympics will be decided. That's a uh, of the election, as I say, comes on uh, Tuesday, December 9th, towards the end of the IOC session. And who's on duty in Monaco for Around the Rings to cover the session? Well, along with me, our team includes Mark Bisson, our European editor, and Ed Hula III, our assignment editor, and Karen Rosen is also on the scene in Monaco, and we'll be filing for the next five days podcasts, stories, photo ga- galleries, the whole nine yards, as it were, from uh, from the Riviera, French Riviera, I guess is the appropriate way to call it. It's uh, a little bit of sun. It's a little bit on the cool side, a little bit of rain for the first day or two here, but it's uh, it's the Riviera. What can we say? <laughs> well, thank you for giving us a preview of what's ahead. Again, that was Around the Rings editor Ed Hula joining the rest of the team in Monaco for coverage on the IOC's Extraordinary Session. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter for more on the session and Olympic Agenda 2020. Again, this is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.